All right, we are live for this episode of the Strength and Philosophy podcast. Uh, before we start talking too much shit, I'd like to thank our man Austin Cahoy at Killcliff for always sponsoring the cast. You can check him out as he prepares to fight the fighting Rich Fronings for this year's upcoming CrossFit new series, Change All the Rules competition. Um, and we are brought to you by the wonderful people at Nike Weightlifting also known as Athlete Performance Solutions. You can reach out to our man TFox66 on Instagram, or you can type in LiftLab20 for 20% off anything on their website. Today, I have a very special guest and a very, very, very special guest. To my far right here is our very, very extra special, sometimes needs to wear a helmet in public, John Bennett, who is a wonderful member at this gym. Also a more or less lifelong friend of our main guest today, which is Nick Forey. Um, nice to be here. Thank you for coming back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, we, good it, it, it's been a while. It has, yeah. So we are going to dive in today <laughs> and do. talk about your life All right. as the number five man or six man or four man, depending on what regional yeah. uh, format what we're years, following. Yeah. What, yeah. yeah. And we're going to go from there. So first of all, why don't you just tell uh, these First of all, we've got the most fucking loyal podcast nice. following. Now, it's not, it. it's not huge. It's not huge, but it is loyal. That man right down there, he'll, have, he'll be listening to this on his drive right. home. Good deal, good deal. All right, we'll get it up for you, Kenny. <coughs> That's right. All right, so Nick, why don't you just uh, talk a little, tell us a little bit about yourself, your gym, and uh, right. yeah. you're uh, from God's country. People yeah. probably need to know that as well. Yeah, down about an hour and a half south, Madison, Indiana. Um, well, I own a Kona gym, Mad City CrossFit. Uh, we've owned it now. We've had it open since 2011, I think. Uh, maybe no, I think it was 2010. We opened uh, fall 2010, and I've been competing since March 2010. We had the before we had the open. There were sectionals. I don't know if you remember that. I don't. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, do I care? Well, yeah, I totally care. All right. But, so uh, sectionals. That was that's yeah. essentially like uh, the open. Now, it was like or? it was like a live competition. It was. Like a lot uh, before the regionals, was up at the Arnold Classic. I'm sure you know what that is. I know is. what that yeah, is. Go every year, watch, it was watch the, the freaks uh, come out. And so, yeah, it was up there. It was kind of my uh, intro to CrossFit. And so, uh, I, I recently competed this past year, and, and now I'm calling it quits. I'm done. Now, why are you I'm calling done. it quits? Uh, my body just can't tolerate it. I've had some injuries. I'm battling with some injuries now. I competed with some injuries. and. All right, so uh, back me up here. Let's back it up a little bit. Yeah. Well, John. Are you from God's country as well? Yeah, I'm from uh, Madison, Indiana as well. Can you vouch for the character of this young man? Yeah, he's probably, I think I said it at my wedding, um, he's legitimately the best person I've ever met. Like, that everything he does is sincere. He tells the truth all the time. Um, so, anything you're getting at him today is probably from his heart. And it's all Do you let this guy come to your wedding? Oh yeah, he's part of my wedding. That man would be nowhere near any formal. He made a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, right. I think yeah. puking in the gutter is fun. Oh, yeah. I think, I think uh, we he might have done that. I don't we know. were pretty drunk before me and uh, another guy in his wedding. Yeah, walking people down the aisle just. Yeah, at my yeah. house before the wedding, getting dressed. All right, so you know, uh, you're 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 his, uh, you know, standing up for him. It's also fair to mention, John, that you are part of the Indianapolis Fire Department as well as uh, United States Army. And you are here training, uh, John, just uh, just to be a physical specimen, right? And you used to be a former competitive CrossFitter yourself. 
Yeah. Um, How good were you? Uh, not that good. I was a decent team guy, kind of big fish, small pond. If it was a uh, local competition, I'd do well. And then uh, I think I went to three, or qualified for three regionals, went to two on a team, um, Joko CrossFit, which one year we had a really, really, really good team. Um, then uh, I'm sure we'll get into it, but I just decided I hated CrossFit and everything about it. Uh, <laughs> like it's principles it's competition everything and i thought i was in good shape and i started coming here and pursuing a different goal that means a lot more than me than uh crossfit ever did and uh you not to boost you up well, you know, <laughs> you know, need to be, but yeah it, it's, a, it's a pretty big deal honestly the best shape i've ever been in and um i'm moving right along the path i need to be in life and where i'm going is a pretty cool place and uh do you want to tell people where you're going no. Is that you keep that off the record? No, I don't. I'd rather not. Okay, sure. I respect uh, that. Maybe, maybe when it's all said and done, I can come back in a year and do a big. We can blur out your face. It's all right. Yeah. Um. All right. So you you vouched that Nick's uh, a pretty good guy, and one of the emphasis or one of the reasons really for wanting to have Nick on the podcast is because you know John and I we bullshit around a lot, but. He was telling me when you were at the the peak of your CrossFit competitiveness, you yep. were working a swing shift yep. and like yep. training by yourself yep. at three a.m. and falling from the rafters off the rope and <laughs> yeah. breaking your own yeah. neck. Now yeah. walk us through what that training was like. Uh, it was pretty rough. I worked yeah swing shift like you said for five years. So and where uh, was that at? It was at a Dow Corning. It's a chemical plant over about thirty minutes from my house. So I've been working there about seven. I'm on day shift now. But I used to work, like I'd work three twelves day shift from like 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. off three, and then 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. for three, okay. and then plus overtime days. And so, uh, yeah, work out when you could on my off days after a 12-hour shift, before a 12-hour shift. Sometimes it's sneaking in on a 12-hour <laughs> shift at work. So <laughs> go do pull-ups on the stairs or something. So so why didn't you just create a GoFundMe account? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a long story. Yeah, yeah, I love the GoFundMe accounts, uh, people. People start those for just about everything. I feel like I, I don't know. I, so you felt? Did you feel I, like I don't, I don't for your hobby? Yeah, oh yeah, like absolutely. Important. Talk about why it's important. You like kind of like you paid for your own way. You, well, you I mean, didn't sleep. You you know worked. My perspective was, shit. you know, you work hard to get there. You should work hard to get there as not just qualifying. You know what I'm saying so. You get you work hard to get there qualifying. You should get you should work hard to get there financially, whatever it takes. That means getting a job, working part time. You know. Some there's been a story. John knows a story. I don't know. You might know the story too. There was one time where uh, somebody made a GoFundMe account and talking about people who work real jobs, and so she could go pursue her dream and all this stuff. And I did, I had a hard time with that. So yeah, and then you I you share some it, comments yeah, about then, what you thought about that. Yeah, and yeah. Is, and keep in mind, you have you know more or less something to risk because you're a Reebok or were a Reebok sponsored yeah, athlete. Yep, yep. Athlete, you were one of the top guys in CrossFit. Yeah. And you decide to speak out and say, you know, I think this is bullshit, and I yeah. commend you for that. Because yeah. like a lot of people, they, they let that well, money. The, 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 the post the was sponsorship. changed. They took the post down. They changed it, and it was a lot different with my comment deleted. But, but at least we got, <laughs> <laughs> well, at least we got that thing changed. So yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. GoFundMe accounts are good, but I think they're better served for legitimate reasons, not so you can go and you pursue know, a hobby. Pursue a hobby, you know, yeah, if it's sure. something for a medical reason or you yeah, know, if you yeah. lose your house or something like that, but. Absolutely. I don't know. And so that's my, my, my perspective. When you were at the height of this CrossFitness, my understanding is is that basically where we live, we're in Indiana, 
we're in middle America. Yeah. We are blue collar, hardworking people. We're always going to just beat that ass at anything that requires, <laughs> you know, hard work. Yeah. And so, at, at my understanding at the time, the regional that encompassed Indiana was was like pretty much the best dudes yeah. outside of a couple you know beach bums from california yeah. were coming from the midwest and yeah. this is also this is, you know the fighting rich fronings and yeah things like that and i heard or was told that you always missed going to the games by one spot i i missed i missed by one spot two or three times but i, I was always kind of if they took five i think i finished six twice seventh once maybe and then they took three one year i think i finished fourth or fifth Kind of get the time they, they change, change the it so much. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember all of it, but I came pretty close for a number of years. So what? What would was that like? This disappointing to you? Oh yeah, you? absolutely. I was. I was. 2013. I remember. I was in a qualifying spot. Marcus Hendren, if he's listening, we talked about it. We're, we're buddies. But uh, I was in a qualifying spot going to that final workout, and I mean, he absolutely crushed it. You know, all the props to him for setting world record or whatever. He took that spot, and I think I lost by two points or one point one spot like two points and i look back it was like on this one workout if i would have finished four seconds faster to, you know I'd have qualified that was, that that was year. his first regional right he was like an unknown right or he was um, unknown because i remember he's taking yeah that, I think, after the first day I think that was French, his first regional and you were doing really well and yeah. i went up to french i was like man that dude looks like a beast and yeah. Like, yeah i've never even heard of him yeah but then like by the last day man that guy yeah he I mean, he crushed it. Well, it up. no that was 2000 he made it in 2012 that's what it was yeah 2013 yeah. is the year that he he kind of come back and so you like all these it. guys here oh yeah, yeah like absolutely. all good dudes yeah oh yeah yeah marcus is one of the coolest dudes i know you know i love here's, hanging out with him here's an interesting fact dan so like uh nick, <laughs> nick, nick, seriously i'm being dead serious nick, nick and i uh, st- started like crossfit at the same time at like a, um like 2008 a yeah, yeah like a gym called fit for the king and it's a long back story but um fit for the king yeah Oh, hey, hey, that's down in God's country. Let me guess, there was 24-hour access and no sweating allowed. No, 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 no. Yeah. Fit, fit for the King is a playoff God, I guess. Um, okay, okay. So, like, they're real church-going folk. The people oh, shit, so this, this is God's country. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. It, it's, I mean, it is a good gym. And then why, they, why is there so much religion associated with fitness? Uh, maybe it helps sell. It buys, <laughs> a, it buys a temple. <laughs> okay, yeah, all right. Yeah. Would, are you a God-fearing man? Yes. Okay, all right. Yeah. And you guys are from God's country. Anyway, fit yeah. for king. So, so we started across at the same time. So um, I, I don't think I've ever I, – no, I told you this. I don't think I've ever beat Nick in a workout ever the whole time been doing CrossFit. I watched him beat your ass here one day, and it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it I was remember – great. Like, you were so pissed. Yeah. So – like, He was talking I, shit the whole time. Yeah, I get I get pretty upset. Even – but anyways, and I, he knows he knows he's, yeah, he's always beat me. So I've always followed his his progression through CrossFit really close. And then, you know, always try to follow behind him, you know. We'd call each other and be like, oh, I did this. I was like, shit, man, I got to try to do that. You know, and just never good enough. So he's he's doing really well in CrossFit. And uh, the year, that year, was it that 2013 year? One year. I remember you were up there that year. Yeah, I, cr- I crunched the numbers. Like somebody posted the numbers of – uh, the regionals, and they put them in a world ranking. Sure. Yeah, they do that every year. They okay, do. yeah. If, if and Nick, I, I was looking at it, I was like, holy shit. Nick didn't make it. This is how good the region was, but he was ranked eighth in the world. Yeah. It was pretty solid. After the regionals. Well, and that was the year, too, I think. So who all was in there? It was, it was the Rich it was, Froning. It was Rich. Came, Rich was there. Um, Dan Bailey, Graham Holmberg, Scott Panchik, and Marcus Hendren were the five that qualified. And that those year, are, those dudes are still yeah. Legit. That year in 2010, all five of them finished top ten at the games that year. All five yeah. of them. 
And where's Dan Bailey from? He's from Ohio. Originally. You like him? Columbus. Oh yeah. You know him that yeah. well? Yeah. Is he, we, yeah, I've known him since older. 2010. I think that was his first year. He was at the section of the Arnold Classic that year. Okay. So that's the first time nice. I ever met him. Nice. So this is like before these dudes are like mini celebs. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's before like, CrossFit was. I mean. Yeah. So we're having you know we're having some fun talking about CrossFit and and you know poking fun at it a little bit, but like. There had there are legitimate CrossFit celebrities that are legitimately making money. Oh, like yeah. there's some dudes yeah. cranking out some serious dough. Rich Froning's obviously set yeah. up for life. Frazier. Uh, Matt Frazier's the same way. A lot of, I mean, a lot of and, sponsors. Even the social media is starting to get to the point where people can make some money. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if, if at the end of the day, if you have people's attention, you can sell stuff, right? That's all marketing and advertising is. So these, sure. you know, and the the female side. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, is is just just the same um, but there with that so that's the good right the good is there's people that are legitimately making a monetary gain mm-hmm. from the thing that they're most passionate about they're yeah. most passionate about working out and training and being awesome and you know they're most of them are good dudes like you're talking about oh, Rich yeah. is a good dude uh, Dan Bailey all the guys that you, that you mentioned that are top level competitors good guys and things like that do you what do you see happening with people that are and you guys all kind of made, made, got that popularity or that profession more or less by accident, yeah. right? You kind of just evolved into it. What do you think about people that are trying now to be uh, a CrossFit celebrity? And they're just not. Right? The things that they give up to pursue that. Yeah. You see it a lot on social media. Uh, yeah, well, I, I don't know. I, that's another, I mean, my health is, is one of the reasons why I'm quitting. And another is, I mean, it's a young man's game. I mean, I got two kids, I work a full-time job, I own a gym. You know, doing all this stuff where you got kids coming out 20 years old, living with mom and dad, yeah, not man. paying for anything, may have a job, may not, may coach a few hours, may not, work out all the time. And uh, I don't know, you know. It, so did you tell Reebok you just didn't want to be sponsored anymore? No, no, that's, uh, I'm not 100% sure. I, I kind of had some communication with them about this time last year, and then all of a sudden things kind of just stopped, and then it just kind of is what it was, and kind of. Just really haven't been much communication okay. since. So, okay. I know hard feelings toward them. I understand it's a business. You know, there's yeah. no loyalty. So, I don't, I don't expect there to be. So. And so, now you said you're moving on, but you still own a CrossFit. Does that just mean you're moving uh, on? From I'm moving on from my com- competition. I got a, a buddy of mine who actually has been working out with me for probably three or four years, and he's he's a younger guy. He's 25, I think, and so he's wanting to compete. And so, okay. we're our goal for him is 2019, 2020. Um, I think this year we're just going to kind of bypass this year and kind of move on long term. He's really 100% bought in. So, and hopefully I can take mistakes that I made and and you know you wouldn't make him go work the swing shift and train because that's what shift. produced your yeah well your level. Of so what, what 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 would you change about your training? Would you, you think you were overtraining the whole time? Absolutely, I was overtraining. I was underfed and under underslept. And do you, if do that's you think, a word. Do you think that's typical with just about every? crossfitter that wants to be competitive because they're watching rich Froney uh post videos you know just training all day long yeah. hitting massive PRs i and think guys like that. some know? people can get away with that and some people can't if you just chase the volume it's my opinion because i've had now a lot of injuries and it's because i chased the volume and not the quality of movement sure. and stuff like that and the mobility and the recovery things and and i think for me the biggest thing was food i, I look back like back when kind of we started from like 2000 probably 2008 to 2000 13 i was probably eating 1500 calories a day 
Yeah, for that one every day. You, you and you are an adult male, right? Yeah, I was an adult okay. male working out. <laughs> we're, we're, I'm still on John about this all the time. Probably not much testosterone, how much I was eating, but right. You know, and then I, I, uh, working out, you know, three hours a day and working full time. So it's like I think that kind of broke down my body, and I start. I'm just now starting to feel the, the toll of it. So. Are you feeling better now? You still like? Uh, are you still like exercising? You're still I'm, training. I'm trying, but there, I'm so limited right now. I I have a torn rotator cuff and a bulged disc, so it's kind of limited. I, I competed. I think I had that, you know, region this past year. So I had a stem cell shot in this shoulder, and, and I got. You know, I'm getting that? better. It's getting a lot better. I can yeah. actually lift my arm overhead. Did Joe Rogan be proud of that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wish I could get that stem cell. <laughs> hey, pull over. But, but you know, people underestimate the amount that you need to support that kind of training. Oh yeah. Right. Like, uh, so we prepared John for this uh, goal of his and. Uh, there's a substantial amount of training involved with it to get him physically prepared. But when he came in, I was like, we've got to take your recovery and your nutrition maybe even more serious than the yeah. actual training because that's what's holding you back. And that's the shit that, that you know, makes you get hurt. So let's go back to your protege. What's his name? His name's Jacob. Jacob the protege. Jacob. Um, is he, and you're going to try to help him, you said, with some of the mistakes you made. Yeah. Kind of what's that look like for you? Um, well, so like another. What's the program look like? Cause, and and also, were you programming for yourself? When yeah, you were I programmed for myself majority of the time. I did have a coach uh, for um, a couple years. Who was that coach? Doug Chapman is more programming, but four hours of training. I, yeah. I was doing it with Nick. Like we would. It was. Um, I mean, working swing shift. It was too much for me to like. I just literally didn't have enough time in the day. Um, but with brutal. Jacob, like you know, I'm taking. He has some clear weaknesses and clear strengths, and so we're just kind of targeting his weaknesses. His volume isn't crazy high right now because we sure. don't need it to be because we're, what, two years, a year and a half out of where he needs to be, so we want him to stay healthy. And I think another thing I did is, like, I would say, say it was time for me to snatch and I was trying to hit a one-rep max. I would fail 12 times, and I'd be like, I'm not giving up till I hit this, and then all of a sudden my shoulders round forward or whatever, and then now it's like, okay, there goes my rotator cuff. There's a labor. Yeah. And so just kind of, you know, showing him that it doesn't matter necessarily what you do today as much as do today's do, and then it builds on. Like what's the whole week? Yeah, and I always had the mentality of if I don't get better today, I'm getting worse. And right. that's completely wrong mentality. Right. And it was something, not having someone that I could talk to and kind of go to for feedback and stuff sure. like that, I think was kind of detrimental to, to a lot of what I what I did yeah absolutely and that that's like the scary thing about social media you mentioned like people are watching you know Rich Froning all these guys training and you like I don't know I don't know Rich Froning uh I I can probably pick him out of a crowd I've heard his at the GLI or whatever his old man would show up and like drink beer sounds like a guy to hang out with right you drink beers watch people exercise real hard uh but he you never know like he might have been eating you know i heard something one time he was like a peanut butter nut yeah that dude could have been eating four or five thousand calories a day in peanut butter yeah. like you don't know yeah and, and he uh you know maybe you know he grew up on a farm maybe that years and years and years of hard work yeah. just built a foundation that was so so stable for him well, and, and it, it I, I always said this that like when you get to the point in crossfit where you're at that level, you have so many resources and access to the top coaches, whether that's, you know, Kelly Starrett, who's sure. doing mobility stuff, or Mike Berger, an Olympic coach who yeah, right, CrossFit right. uses, or Mark Bell, a powerlifting coach. I mean, they have so many resources that they can sit there and break down each movement and each thing that they do and each component. And it's like, 
So it's like almost the best get better just because of those resources. Do you see anybody making it making the games now if they were to have like the training schedule that you had? Like do you think do you think that somebody could make the games now and work a swing shift? I find it really if they do they're they are 100% dedicated to the cause because I'll say without my wife and this is this is before I had kids but without my wife who 100% supported me there's no way I could have done it because I mean there's so much sacrifice when you're working 12 hours a day yeah. plus it takes me 35 to 40 minutes to get there so then you're looking at 13 and a half hours a day that you're gone plus you need some sleep so I'm not saying it can't be done but, but they better they better bring it in every aspect so what's the difference between uh, like CrossFit for health and CrossFit for competition? Because obviously you still you still have a CrossFit gym. You still believe in CrossFit. Yeah. You still believe in the methodologies. What's the difference? Like where where's this uh, line that's being crossed that's, that's maybe getting people in trouble? Um, well, I, you know the sheer volume. I think if you do CrossFit for health and for just general fitness, you know one hour a day, four to five days a week. Um, you're not constantly going for heavy weights. So like, I don't think my body frame is con- is is built for without adding a substantial mass, without constantly trying to back squat 450 or snatch whatever. And so limiting the volume in, in that regard, but then also just focusing on your movement quality. So that, that way, you know, and I know this is cliche, but to be able to say when you're 80 years old, you don't need help off the couch or off the toilet. Yeah, for or, sure. Sure. You can carry your groceries in and do whatever you have to do when you're 70, 80 years old. Absolutely. And I see that with my mom. You know, like she, she does CrossFit four or five days a week, and she has no limitations. And you know, so. Do you see yourself just going back and like hopping in CrossFit class once your shoulders all heal up? Um, yeah, I think for me, I'd like to kind of do a few different things. I'd like to, you know, just play around with some powerlifting or some bodybuilding, do CrossFit two, two times a week, like traditional CrossFit workouts. I just yeah. think. Mentally, more than physically, I also need a break from that, that 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 grind and that suck. Yeah, for sure. Do your do your members at your gym do they do they recognize you as, as Nick, the guy that was the top eight fitness man in the U.S. or is it just Nick that you know? That was the world, I think. Or in the world, whatever. Or is it like Nick that owns the gym? Like do they, uh, they, they, I think it's both. I mean, I, we have a lot of like. I mean, I don't know. You were you were supposed to share? No. No. You what? Yes, <laughs> about at regionals. If I went, I don't know if regions. you went down to Tennessee. Well, I, okay, up in Minnesota, it was up there in Minnesota in 2015. We had close to 30 members go up and watch. Yeah. I mean, I know they weren't only going for me. I mean, they like to watch and stuff. But I mean, yeah, they, super, can, they They also supported me, and I think it's super loyal. It's, it's yeah. awesome. I mean, we, we've had that every year that I've competed. A huge crowd of people that that go. I feel like you know it's one of the bigger uh, fan bases there. Yeah, you know what I think is really interesting too, because and I've been to the games to, as a as a, a viewer yeah. And, and yeah, obviously not <laughs> as a competitor uh, in regionals as well. But I always think like um, some of the biggest companies in U.S. histories have been the companies that supported the movements. Right. So for example, yeah. when there was a when the gold rush happened out west, Levi's denim was born, yeah, and sure. that brand still stands today. And I like the idea of the CrossFit movement and the idea that we're going to get out, we're going to move more. I like Reebok's slogan of be more human. Uh, we're going to get off our ass, we're going to snatch, we're going to swing the kettlebell, we're going to delve, we're going to squat. I love that movement. And then you see Rogue as the company that's born out of this, as like uh, the Levi's, right? Yeah. Or is the, the company that's really going to have staying power long after the movement has evolved. Yeah. 
do you see the the CrossFit movement evolving or changing, or what do you think the future is like for that as somebody that started with the movement? Um, yeah, I think I think it's going to continue to get bigger. I don't know. You know, Nike's kind of got on board a little bit with it. You know, sponsored some of the athletes. Um, you know, I, I don't know about with other companies, but I definitely think that it's been good for Reebok. You know, they kind of lost that NFL there a few years back, so I think Reebok is, has really been good for them. And I, as far as Rogue, yeah, they're, they're great, and they got that staying power. But I think small businesses too. There's been a sure. ton of clothing companies, food companies, like 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 people can order meals and it ships to their house. I think a lot, CrossFit has started up a lot of those kind of small companies. Even, I think, that right there. Yeah, I mean, Killcliffe, they, they, they uh, Fit Aid, a lot of I mean, stuff like that has gotten... Right. Yeah. I, I 100% agree. Yeah. Uh, but it was kind of cool. John John uh, was around the same time. Like, CrossFit started as a grassroots movement, kind of, you know, and it's kind yeah. of cool to see because the first year I competed at a regional, it was on some guy's farm in the middle of a field in Ohio. <laughs> yeah. And we had just, like, tents set up, and there's a big rig out in the middle of this field, and at one of the events was like a, a run in this dude's like woods, like up a hill and carrying a <laughs> And it was really cool. And so, I mean, it's changed a lot, but I think. Guys that, wearing the five fingers. Yeah. Like, didn't you have a pair of those? I still have a pair. I, 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 just threw, I just threw them out. I can't throw them out just on the stallion. I might have them somewhere. If you watch the, the I forget which the documentary is about the first CrossFit games. Every yeah. second counts. Every second yeah. counts. If you That's watch that documentary right. and you look in the background, like not at what's going on, but you see their sponsors. It was like Lululemon, which was, like, which was pretty much non-existent yeah. at the huh. time. Panda Express, and there's also a Coca-Cola banner in there. Yeah. So I'm just like, you and know, the irony. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But like, just to see about how much has evolved. I mean, we're like a decade into this thing. Yeah. And how much has evolved and has changed. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's, it's pretty cool And then I mean, like, I can't remember what number affiliate we were, because we affiliated in 2010, but... If you look at where how many affiliates were back in 2010 and how many are now, I mean, it's it's crazy the number of affiliates that's grown. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and internationally as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, people take that for granted, but if um, like if you look at, uh, for example, we're teaching a course here this weekend, a USA Weightlifting course. If you were in Russia per se, like unless you're identified and going to a to a um, like a, a, a talent camp. You're probably you don't have the ability to just go train, right? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like th to have like this this many gyms and have this much access to training is you know second yeah. to none. Yeah. Right? So it's gotten huge. Gotten huge. John Boy. What's up, man? Priorities in life. All right, we talk a lot about this because you you talk about some of your hesitations and your trepidations, but. Um, and we talked a little bit about this podcast where you were competing at one point and maybe your your priorities in life were questioned. And how do you see that, all that moving forward? Oh, sure. Well, we can go back and talk about, um, like, so if you want to, like Nick, you know, like I said earlier, I always kind of try to follow in his footsteps and, you know, try to be as good as him, just never really did it, you know. And so, hey, uh, and but can we commend, and, and, can you, can we commend you just for, just for admitting it? Like, yeah, this, sure. this, 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 this bothers me is when you, get, when, when you get beat at something, and you're like, I didn't get beat. Well, For example, Nick, right, hey, John and I also have, let's just put this out on the internet, a little thing going on. At 215 pounds, I benched 405, okay? He's trying to tell me he was 185 and benched 181, 181, 165, 345, 
competition bench press at 181 pounds at the University of Southern Indiana <laughs> broke the record. And, hey, hey, so any, and there's a Sinclair hey, that says my feet was more impressive. Hey, than the any, whole thing. He's any LA that gym fitness male worth his weight and salt over 200 pounds should be able to bench 400 pounds. Hey, how the hell is it that you guys are from God's country, all kinds of farmland, and both of you have the build of an adolescent girl? Like they yeah. still, how are you guys supposed to be eating corn and beef and milk down there? Yeah. Uh, Pounds. It's not my fault. I can't gain weight. I can't gain weight. Twisted steel. Hey, they, we're not big and bloated. <laughs> <laughs> this is hard work. This is hard work. What's your 5K time? There you go. One time I ran a 5K. It was on St. Patrick's Day. Before I did it, I ate the world's largest piece of carrot cake. Oh, <laughs> it puked oh, everywhere. Oh, man. Oh, God. All right. So, anyway, hey, priorities, life. All right. And he just got me off on a tangent. So <laughs> hey, you were, you were just admitting that Nick beats your ass in and anything. Crossfit, fit. Yeah, he'll beat anybody. Well, not even. I don't know. I was commending. I was commending you for admitting really it that you were getting that ass beat. Hey, I can tell you if I'm when I'm wrong, I'll admit when I'm wrong. If I think I can <laughs> withstand you uh, in jujitsu for however much time. Let's talk about another ridiculous <laughs> bet. God, I hate getting worked up. Yeah, I hate getting worked up. All right, so priorities in life. Where was that? Oh, um, yeah. You were so, younger, man. So, like, around that time period, um, my priority in life was kind of CrossFit, you know, trying to be really good at were CrossFit. Were you a firefighter at the time? Um, I was a firefighter in Evansville, Indiana. And, and you were in the um, reserves? Or yeah, yeah. Um, I was doing the military thing, and then I was also uh, finishing up my college degree at the age of uh, 20. 20-something. I uh, was in like a little pipeline for the military where I had to leave for a long time on and off, uh, hitting up military schools, um, and uh, that threw my uh, college career to the wayside. But uh, during that time when I was home, I would do CrossFit nonstop all day long, uh, follow the same programming as Nick for, I think I did it for about a year and a half, myself and uh, another one of our good buddies, uh, Derek French. What up, Derek? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, followed um, Doug Chapman's programming um, and so you know I made CrossFit that priority um, till honestly uh, I was sitting at regionals um, which which regional was the one in Minneapolis 2015 15 I was at that regionals we had just got done competing on our team I it's like it's over yeah yeah like you, you didn't make it yeah right so home. so we we had um, we had a team that was third in the Central East going into going into that regional, the Central Regional, and uh, our team was stacked. I thought we were going to the games. Um, I think everybody on our team thought our, we were going to the games. We put probably two years worth of hard training into it, um, and then it all just was nothing. And I was sitting there thinking. I was talking to Derek. You know, um, Derek was a military guy, and um, we were just talking about our priorities. And I think he had just had his baby Roslyn at that time. Uh, Nick had just had a kid, um, and we were sitting there, we were talking about priorities and how our priorities are really out of whack. We spent, Derek, Derek would drive from Evansville on a Thursday, get there on a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, drive back. He would stay at my house, then drive back uh, to Evansville to work his job as a lineman. Uh, where he's, Damn. Yeah, he was he's, he's same boat as Nick, man. Yeah, uh, that, with that his, real labor. Man. Yeah, yeah with, his work, with his work schedule. So we were sitting there talking about our priorities, and then right then and there, like I was like, "Man, I have just, I've just completely had the wrong priorities in life." I always kind of made my uh, wife a really big priority in my life. I try to be a, 
a good man to her. But um, my my other priority needed to be my uh, career, whether it be as a firefighter or military. Sure. And uh, uh, there was a big void in my life. Like I just didn't feel like I was accomplishing what I needed to be accomplishing. I think I tried to find that in boxing when I was boxing at a young age, then to CrossFit, and then from CrossFit. Um, now I started pursuing this new goal. It's been a it's been a very long, <laughs> yeah. long, uh, long goal, and it's uh, had its ups and downs. But it looks like it's heading in the right direction. And uh, you know, I feel like this goal, I'm serving something bigger myself. And uh, yeah, my priorities are completely off. And I, I think for most people that do CrossFit, like I was looking for exception. But it wasn't. It's not. It's not fitness that was. No. That, that you disliked or like. Yeah, it wasn't like the training aspect, it's just kind of like no. the competitive aspects right, of it. Right, right, the, the competitive aspect. Um, I, I would say right now I'm putting in as much time physically in the gym, training, running, than I, that I, that I was. Sure, Trust you put in mean, a lot I mean, of time, You, you know, sure. you, yeah. you program my program, and it's like, I mean, some, some sessions are four hours a day, but I, it doesn't seem like that because I'm training for a, a bigger, better, higher bigger purpose goal. Right. Not not just myself and having other people come pat me on the back and say, "Hey, good job, John." Now, one thing I did get from all that training is, you know, two two best friends that you could couldn't get anywhere else. Right. I mean, Nick Nick was Nick was one of my best friends before that, before we even started doing CrossFit. But Derek French wouldn't yeah. met him yeah. that way. Now, a lot of the other CrossFit people, Nick. He likes them all. I sure don't. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I wouldn't well, have met Nick's the Redmonds. Yeah, I wouldn't have met the Redmonds. They're also yeah, excellent sure. people. Uh, Chase. I mean, a lot of good people. Yeah, a lot absolutely. of not so good people though. That's what they, you know, right? Yeah, sure. So just kind of refocusing your fitness and your training to absolutely. more of a different goal. Yeah. Nick, what's next for you as we wrap this thing up? Uh, you know, I, I'm not sure. Get healthy for one, for is my priority, and then two, you know, I think for me, I was like. The competition. I always wanted to make it to the game, you know. I never did, and I think that's the only thing that drove me. And, and I kind of regret actually competing this past year. I probably should have hung it up in 2015. But I think you know my my goal now is to kind of to focus my energy on Jacob and get him uh, where sure. he needs to be. Uh, you don't have any just any kinda, ambitions of doing the uh, like the Masters or any of that? As of now, no. no, 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 no I don't know local competitions. Uh, I, I did this workout on Thursday and I had to breathe hard and I didn't like it. I was like, Man, I, this is what most people feel like not doing this. And it's like it's kind of nice. Like, it's kind of it's crazy how fast you can lose what you've worked years for. And so, uh, yeah, I, I don't really have any personal goals as far as competition, fitness related, anything like that anymore. Kind of just want to enjoy my kids and, and get Jacob where he needs to go. Hell so. yeah, amen to that. I think uh, as we close this out, it's probably good to mention, you know. Uh, your wife Holly. Yeah. Only met her a few times. She seems like you know a lovely lady. Never heard anything bad about her. John never bashed her behind your back. So that's a good sign. Yeah. Uh, and then we we can give we should probably give a plug to Lisa Bennett. Who's probably the most understanding oh, yeah. woman <laughs> she, in the entire world. Yeah, she's she put a, up she's with John Bennett's shit of him. You know, I don't know, training eight, 18 hours a day, and she they just had a newborn, and you know, so. But uh, yeah. Th- you know, both you guys and myself as well. My wife's extremely supportive of, of the things that I do, and I think that's huge. Uh, John, Nick, do you have anything you want to add? Nick, are you on the Instagrams? I am, yeah. What's your Instagram? At Nick Forey, uh, F-O-R-Y. Is it pictures of your dog, or do you do pull-ups, or what? Uh, I don't post that much anymore, but it, 
I don't have a dog. My kids, a lot of them anymore. Uh, yeah, you're not too active on that. I'm not, no. You've never been active on social no, I, media. How does a guy I, with no social media following get a Reebok sponsorship? Didn't, didn't they tell you that you had to, like... Yeah, yeah. They, they, they were like, hey, you got to you gotta get on. Yeah. The, I, I can see Honestly, being a like, reasonable request. Yeah. Sure. Well, <laughs> I, mean, I just don't like to kind of toot my own horn when it comes to yeah. stuff, so I don't want to post some... Hey, look at me doing this or doing that. I, I, I just had a, always had a hard time doing that. But uh, you like that first with you Reebok, that first generation CrossFitter that like that. I just original. I just like to work out, and that's how me and John started. It's like we're just like, hey, I bet I bet I can do this better than you. I bet I can go faster, do, do more, and that's how Two that's how me and him started. Shit. Yeah, pretty much. We'd go over to the high school and like with a <laughs> sledgehammer and a tire and just make stuff up and just like let's throw the sledge. Who can throw it? The or just like dumb stuff but that's kind of how it started for us absolutely no it's good stuff Alrighty, guys well thanks for stopping by yeah today, appreciate Nick. having Hope me guys uh you know enjoy your visit john yeah. whatever yeah we're out next time thanks brian cool man no problem